Welcome back to the We Value and Few podcast. I am one of your couple hosts here. Slapshot. Blackbeard. Crossfire's here. Raptor. And welcome back. So, uh, who wants to throw off the good news? The, the new news. You do it, dude. So we are broadcasting from the new Valiant Studio. It's nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. We are... I mean, I think the intent here is to do videos. Do yeah, this. with with the current setup that we have now, I think it would be very good to maybe start doing videos and stuff like that. We'll look for at the podcast. We'll we'll look into that. Um, maybe that could be next show, possibly. Some mm. ideas for that. We could run some stuff. So yummy. We'll get that rolling. But as usual, I'd say let's start off with our links. You want to yes. roll? It? Yeah, good. Uh, so if you're listening to us now, currently you're listening to us on YouTube. Um, you probably already know where we're at, but it is youtube.com slash wevaliantfew. YouTube.wevaliantfew.com. Okay. If you go to the YouTube one, it says slash a bunch of numbers because we're not, we don't have enough subscribers, which you should subscribe, uh, to change the, <laughs> to change the <laughs> address yet. Okay. Well, there's that. And we also have our Instagram at wevaliantfew. Uh, and we'll probably be posting some pictures of the current setup now. Uh, it's much cleaner, much nicer. It's not on a uh, foldy table anymore in our friend's basement. Yeah, so we actually, it's an actual dedicated studio. Yes, it's very nice. Very nice. At We Valiant Few for that. Yep. All of those will be aggregated on our website at wevaliantfew.com. Still under construction. Uh... I haven't had time to do it yet, so we'll get. Yeah, we all we all have jobs. We all have lives we all, to we, consider. Yes, so we'll we'll get to it, and when we get to it, it'll be great. So this episode is one of our real talks. This segment we do the second two or second Thursday. I always say Tuesday. Second Thursday of every month, and this is an unscripted episode where we just off the cuff talk about basically whatever. Yes, not to say that our other podcasts are scripted, but we kind of we have like a. I guess general guidelines. We're talking we're points, yeah. And then, but this is we're kind of just going to talk about whatever we want, whatever's been going on throughout the week that we feel is necessary to bring up, something that's uh, beneficial to you guys, stuff that maybe we've went through, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, if you like what we're doing, make sure you share this out, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, as always. So, where do we start? Where do we start? Well, there we can start a, lot in a to couple start places. Um, hey, you said you had some topics in our group message earlier, so I want to hear what you got. I do have some topics. Wait, do you want to start with news first before we get into like any specific topics? We can talk about some news. Yeah. I mean, that kind of that kind of is probably going to flow into some of the topics. Yeah, um, uh, I'll start off with news as we normally do, anyway. So, uh, as of recently, very recently, like uh, today, actually, the uh, commenting opened on the ATFs. Most recent, um, all right, call it gun control. Gun bill. control. No, it's not, not a bill, bill because they can't legislate, but it's their new definitions of what, like, what an assault rifle is or what an SBR is, and blah 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 blah. They're going after the braces basically, again. yeah, they're going after braces again. There's they set up this, uh, this document that basically has a bunch of uh, features that a rifle may or may not have. And the way that this works is each feature that you have for your rifle gets added up to points. 
And once you hit a certain point number, your rifle is no longer a rifle. It is an SBR. Now, to me, this sounds like the most arbitrary bullcrap that I have ever heard in my entire life. That's and pretty... Uh, it's because it is. It, it's That's pretty high it, up there. You're basically... Tyranny, you and if say. You, I, I'd actually like if we pulled up this list. Yeah, we can um, do that. But like, there's stuff on there like weight and... Um, Wait for add stuff. Weight. How what, like how much you add weight? You got an SBR. Uh, and it's basically all designed to prevent two-handed firing of a pistol. In quotes. Is it was it ATF scorecard? Is what it is? Uh, yes, probably the that probably one that one. Released. Proposed bra- brace rules. Okay, so wait, how about how does this weight thing work? Because uh, like I could have a 16-inch length a- AR and skeletonize the entire thing and it could weigh as much as well they kind of prevent that as well um and once we actually pull up the the points that they want to regulate then we can uh actually talk about it but the commenting is out if you is it this yeah yeah here we go yes oh that's pretty. so now now the way that i like to look at this point card is how many points can i actually get like, <laughs> grade school. Can I max? I got, I got, I got a freaking. Uh, oh, is this is this report a, card? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is we'll specifically for pistols and uh, flint Glock revolvers. Right. Okay, so we're gonna do this for the flint Glock. Okay. So uh, model. Uh, we're gonna call this the Fu twenty twenty one. Okay. Nice. Nice. Right. So right. if okay. we go down the list here, we've got these are the things that they want to regulate and add point values to. Yeah. So flint Glock's definitely over. Yeah, there. one point. Is uh, uh, attributed to um, uh, the overall length. Not. You get a point for any, or you basically for, anything over six inches, you get a point. For each quarter, okay, so this is like four because I think it's seven inches long. Um, it's not made out of steel yeah, or next, any out. <laughs> next thing is frame construction because apparently, and given before I even de- dive deeper into this, this stuff is like all of this arbitrary, tiny, minuscule, regulated parts of this. What does this do to prevent crime? What does any of this do to prevent crime? Insert cricket noises. Nothing. Insert. This hammer. is literally we nothing but for control. Do that. <laughs> yeah. This is for the government and for this federal agency to control what you can and cannot buy in terms of the Second Amendment, which oh, this is revolver. This is a blatant infringement. Regardless. Okay, yeah, so the first one's overall length for each quarter inch over six inches. Uh, one point per quarter inch. Before we continue forward, does it say anywhere, like, with the points, like, what, what so many points means? Like, does oh, we'll it get, say it at the top yeah, or we'll, is it at the we'll get, we'll get there. I want it to be a surprise because I don't oh, know. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the second one, um, like Raptor was saying, frame construction. There's two options here. The first one is investment cast or forged steel. Second one is being investment cast or forged HTS alloy. So HTS, I'm assuming it's high temperature steel. Yes. So the forged or the investment, what's that? Cast. Yeah. Or forged steel is worth 15 points. Investment cast or forged HTS alloy is worth 20 points. Now I don't know what either of my. I know my my barrel is forged steel. I don't know what. It's probably H. The barrel's probably HTS because it's, it's temperature regulated. Well, then, yeah. Then my AK. My AK isn't a pistol. No, no. An AK frame should just be regular steel. Right. Well, a 16-inch AK. Yeah. Right. So, because this is specifically for pistols, which is why this is like a brace thing as well. Oh, so why don't we uh, why don't we do this for the um, why don't we do it for the the Draco? Yeah. 
because it's that's technically a pistol, yes. and it's like well, you could do that for any AR pistol, like ten and a half inch pistol with a brace or AR fifteen with a brace or anything so, like that. Okay, well, we, we, either way, um, so that's like seven inches, I think. The, the, the whole thing is it is it overall overall like not barrel length? Yeah, overall. Oh, so like, how long is your AR pistol from front to back? Twenty. Um, well, the barrel itself is ten and a half. Yeah, okay, then so it's probably probably about, about 20. twenty. Okay, so for each quarter inch over six inches, so you're looking fourteen extra inches, um, times four. Yeah, so I'm already losing here. Oh, that's seventy. <laughs> so you got okay. Oh, no. So for that, you got seventy-two points. Oh man, we're setting um, ourselves up for success. Four, oh, gee, it, that that yeah. jumps up. Fast. Okay, and I think I think the the frame is on, on the frame. I believe is just forged steel. I yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's high temperature steel. Yes, that would make sense. So we'll dump zero in for this just so that we know we did it. Weapon uh, weight with magazine unloaded per ounce. Per ounce, each ounce is worth a point. Yeah, so uh, what what is it unloaded? Is it about what six pounds? Uh, probably somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. We'll call it six. That's probably fair. Okay, six, so I would say probably it's probably closer to seven. Okay. So you want to do seven? Uh, seven times sixteen is a hundred and what hundred and uh, oh, two right? I'm wait, stupid. Hold on, wait. <laughs> 111 times that across. Math, not a strong point. One. 16 times 7. Come on, big brain. No. I can do this. Big brain. We're looking at 128 plus. It's 112. 112 oh, points there. Damn it. Man, I'm, I just I'm maxing out. Okay, so 112 for that. Caliber. Caliber. Oops, so it's over 9 millimeters. Um, <laughs> actually, it's, um... No, that it doesn't count. Okay, any those. points for that? It's technically over nine millimeter. Yeah. Okay, so that's say, it. Okay, so the caliber here says twenty-two short and twenty-five auto, or is zero points. So zero. Uh, twenty-two long rifle. Uh, oh, twenty-two short. What is? Oh Who even God. has twenty-two short? I was gonna say, uh, what is that? I have a that, break that, action Stevens twenty-two short, and well, twenty-two short is typically like. For trapping and whatnot, like it's it's it's, it, it's the the caliber is basically it's, unusable for it's near, any legitimate purpose. It's like an extinct caliber. Yeah, is it good but, for like shooting no. at someone and just pissing them off? So what? I, so the it's, the break action Stevens I have is is like it like really really old, and it was a parlor gun. Like you would shoot in your parlor because that used to be a sport. That's seriously what it is, and it's low enough caliber that if you miss the target, it really wouldn't go through the wall. It would just stop at the plaster. Sick. All right. Oh, this next, uh, so this next group of yeah. points are all safety features. So they're giving you points for having safety oh, features. Hold on. Let me let me read. I just uh, let me finish the caliber okay. one. Uh, twenty-two short and twenty-five auto zero. Uh, twenty-two long rifle and twenty-two long rifle and seven point six five millimeter to three eighty autos worth three points. Nine millimeter parabellum and over is ten points. What is seven six five millimeter? Um, that is uh. I think Tokarev, and I think Walther PPKs. Are are they that caliber? Something like that. Um, My f- something in that range. Anyways, and then 380 auto, which uh, I I had a 380. I don't anymore. And I would always tell people that I, if I carried that gun, I would throw it at the person so they try to shoot me with it because it was so useless. Yeah, 380 is not a great caliber. No, if so, you're carrying, you should be probably be carrying nine. Millimeter. Nine. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say my dad's P- Walter PPK is actually nine. He's a he's a nine one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, sa- they they make that in three eighty as well. I don't know if they most make it in seven most of them are three eighties. Yeah. Um, okay, getting to safety features. 
locked locking breech mechanism, which uh, it does have that. It has the yeah, it has the rotating bolt head. So, uh, wait, that's do you add points if it has that? Yes. Yes. Well, okay, loaded chamber indicator does not have it does that. not have that on an AR. A grip safety. Nope. No, it does not have that. Yes, it does. That's technically a grip safety. What? Um, a grip safety is like a beaver tail. Oh. We had to squeeze like a 1911. Okay. That's a grip safety. Yep. Uh, magazine safety. It does not. So that way, if your magazine's removed, it won't shoot. Right. I, I don't look at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already looking at the bottom. <laughs> Fire, firing pin block or lock? Uh, I, no. Technically, no. I don't think it does. It wouldn't. Because I, I think it's like sh- for striker fired pistols. I think is what that's more so leaning Probably, towards. Yeah. I'm going to assume that. Uh, so loaded breach mechanism gets you five points. points. The safety features. That's a great question, huh? I really like it. Lo- this makes no sense. Locked breach mechanisms five. Loaded chamber indicators five. Grip safety is three. Magazine safety is five. And firing pin block or lock is ten. Miscellaneous equipment. External hammer worth two points. It does not. <laughs> Unless an AR. I'm trying to think of an AR with an external. A double hammer. action. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not technically double action. No. It's it's not. It's semi-automatic. It's, it's not semi-automatic. semi-automatic. Rift adjustable target sight? Yes. yes. Uh, I would say yes. Mo- yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, That's a, and that that means like adjustable sights. Yeah. Oh. So that's worth five points. What does that have to fucking click do with adjustable target sight? Um, does yours have that or not? I know some do some like click 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 click. That's on the red dots. If you put a red dot on it, you're adding points basically. Um, or the like the flip yeah. sight. Sometimes those click. Yeah. So. Oh, like the AKs. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so some do, some don't. But we'll say yes for the red dot because it actually does click. Target, what is a target? Grip? Target grip. I don't know um, what that is. Would be like this. That I believe so. Like. Stippled? Target mm. grip, I think that would mean like a foregrip. Maybe like a foregrip, yeah. Sure, we'll Maybe, call it that. Maybe, yeah. Target. Yeah, because that's your, enhancing... Your, I can't remember, do you have a foregrip on the pistol? I have an angle. Okay, grip. well then okay. what's a target trigger? That's, Part, like a competition trigger. Oh, that's a... You didn't do any trigger work, too, did you? No. I didn't think so. I only run mill spectrum. So what, what, is the, what, if, what does the qualifying score mean? Does that mean... That, that is their what form qualifies doesn't... your thing as a pistol. Uh, the, Otherwise, it, it doesn't, is an SBR. It doesn't even tell you. Wait. Well, well, I maxed it out on the <laughs> length. <laughs> Nearly. Okay. Uh, so let's let's just do let's just do this math here. Seventy-two plus fifteen. Since their form doesn't work, plus one hundred and twelve plus ten plus five plus. It doesn't matter. He's over 75. I, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm way over 75. I'm maxing out. If you guys, Plus. Let me know in the comments if you guys can get a higher score than me. I'd really enjoy knowing. <laughs> 234. So you are... Uh, so I am 234 triple. out of 75. That is, is for my AR pistol, my 10.5-inch, uh, very cheap Mark 18 coin. So does that mean that you have an AR pistol or an SPR? That means I have an SPR. And I will go to felony jail forever. Felony ever. jail. <laughs> that's the worst. Take me to butt. You fuck are me literally in the ass prison. And that's three anyone. Points that's off any- just in the length. I did. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the, the thing, weight though. alone. What the hell? Yeah, the weight, al- the weight alone, and the length. Both in that this whole form, this whole I like thing, is to prevent people from having short-barreled pistols, rifle, rifle, ca- rifle caliber, caliber pistols. pistols. Yeah. Um, so you know what that means, right? Since fuck? weight's the biggest thing, that means that we just need to make it lighter. And not just lighter, but, like, a lot lighter. Like, Skeletal. three ounces. Titanium? 
No lighter than that. Well, I don't know if we can Skeletonized do that. titanium well, that 3D would have, printed. That would have to be it. Oh, boy. So now we're going to start seeing... Uh, uh, this... Can you imagine that? That would be fantastic. Just like... <laughs> and let me tell you right now, please, 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 if you're listening to this at any point and the comments are still open on this ATF um, commenting thing, let me actually pull up the... the oh, I dropped Oof. something. Let me uh, pull up the link here. But you can go to... It's a .gov website and comment on this whole debacle. Yeah, if you do follow any other gun channel YouTubers, such as Brandon Herrera... Um, I'm sure Kentucky Ballistics might do something on it, but they'll they'll probably talk about it about this and ha- suggest that you guys like go out and like act actually like comment on this form here to try to like prevent them from doing this. Just kind of speak your opinion on it. So that talk they to your don't. local representatives on, about it. Well, also talk to your local representatives about Dave Chipman. And yeah. uh, making sure that he doesn't get his spot on the ATF as the yeah, ATF you should director. Talk about your extreme hate for him. But um, but this com- this open commenting thing is for people to express their opinion to the ATF on why they shouldn't do. And this, this is a formal comment. This isn't yes, just this like is not just a yeah. You're not shit posting. Yeah, right. this isn't a shit post. This is like, a formal comment. Like <clears throat> give legitimate reasons why this is yeah, stupid and yeah, basically just be a professional. But the website is www.federalregister.gov you can you'll find the the link path to this commenting section through there and I'll say it again it's www.federalregister.gov and every every comment helps believe it or not it's yeah just... and but you and you also have to give your name and your zip code just so you are aware but um yeah it's probably in the current issue area of that atf explosives yeah, <laughs> explosives it's like it's the second one on their website um but yes go on there comment do something professional use some like i quoted a lot of the stuff that we've said in previous podcasts here talking about like the whole there reason the submit. second amendment exists and this is an arbitrary rule made by a group a federal agency that does not have any legislative power here, here we'll dump that in the live chat um it makes it even easier oh yeah look at that yeah, we dumped that in the live chat and we'll also um if you are listening to this after the fact we will throw this in the description yes um this this issue is open until September 8th, 2021. So. so we got a lot of time, so make your moves. I'm about to go by as many. I'm about to go by more pseudonyms than I've ever went before. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, yeah. And also, uh, just some more gun news. Um, Dave Chipman, I think we might have talked about him last week, but he's basically on. He, he's set to become the new ATF director. Um Please talk. It is going to be up to a vote in the House of Representatives. Please talk to your. Uh, is it representatives or senators? Um, I don't I think I don't it's know. senators. I think I. I don't know who's confirming that one. Regardless, I think it's senator. He's in the. the he's yeah. in the Senate right now. Yes. So I would call your senator in your local area. Call, email, text, whatever, whatever way up. of doing it, and let them know that you do not want Dave Chipman as. The director of the Come ATF. Come on, Waco boy. Yeah. This, Waco. He, he's not a good dude. 
and he d- is definitely no friend of the Second Amendment. Yeah, definitely that not. That makes him not a friend of the Constitution. Yep. Which is not cool. Which makes him not a friend of America. Which makes him not a friend of ours. That's a requirement. Come on, Chipman. <laughs> uh, anyways, so does anyone else have any current events that they'd like to talk about? Is there anything? Uh... I know a lot of states are talking about constitutional carry. Texas is working on that one right now. Texas passed Please. it. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yep. Good. Sweet. A bunch of other states are doing it. Some states uh, have it proposed but aren't going to go through because of uh, rhino Republicans and some other people. It's very disappointing. Shill, yeah. Shill, yeah. I, got, I got one in cool. California news from... Ooh, I, know, I, 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 I know where this is going. Yeah, so... Uh, Let's hit it. U.S. District Judge, um, oh, God, Roger Benitez, I think is that his name? Yeah, yes. something like that. Um, he was seeking to reverse the, uh, assault the three-decade ban it's, on assault weapons he, in California. And as of today, uh, California appeals the judge's ruling that overturned the state's assault weapon ban. Yes, which also allow, like, so just for some clarification, if you don't live in California, in California, there you can still get AR-15s and stuff, but they have, they're Mag like, restrictions. they've got, mat, like, you basically have to open the gun, <clears throat> and, like, in the sense of remove the top, um, the upper receiver from the lower receiver to reload it. They also have, um, they have magazine uh, like ca- capacity restrictions. At they also rounds. have, uh, they have to have like a fin grip where you can't wrap your whole thumb around the uh, yeah. grip of pistol the pistol grips are uh, no bueno. Pistol grip can't have a foregrip. Uh, they're very like stripped down, highly unusable things. Um, but yes, they the a judge in California recently. Um, said, no, that's unconstitutional, constitutional, and now um, the governor of California, whatever his name is. Gavin Newsom? Yeah, Gavin Newsom. He, uh, he's based... He's he, moving to he's appeal moving it. To appeal As long, uh, along with uh, several senators for the California and um, the Attorney General of California are all trying to reverse it. Yeah, the California Attorney General, Rob Bonta, on Thursday... He's, he's today, probably the one who really pushed for it, because I, I heard him I heard him talking earlier... Um, on I forget what type what where it was at it was an interview with him and they were talking about how appalling it is that that judge referred to the AR-15 as a Swiss Army knife. They're like the a- the Swiss Army knives are actually usable. They serve a purpose. I'm like, ah, uh, should, know, should I tell common, her? Or should... <laughs> the most common rifle in American homes today, the AR-15. You're telling me it's not a Swiss Army knife. You're you're telling me that you can't. Set it up for basically any purpose that you'd you'd enjoy to use it it's for. It's the most modular rifle out yeah. there. It's like it, it, it's you can designed, make it. For it's designed everything. to be modular. It was explicitly designed to be modular. Yeah, that that was like the part of the design requirements. Sompod. Yeah. Oh. But this yeah. this article is from today, like six hours ago. Uh, California Attorney General Rob Bonta on Thursday filed an appeal to a federal court decision that overturned the state's ban on assault weapons, arguing that the law is needed, quote, to protect the safety of Californians. 
Who would have thought that weapon restrictions uh, would yes. safety? Well, Get see, rid of your your rights in the name of safety. Where have we? I mean, th- I mean we've heard this before. It's for your safety. The, it's for your uh, safety. The appeal seeks to reverse Friday's decision by U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez, who said the state's three-decade ban on assault weapons is an unconstitutional infringement on the rights of California gun owners that quote has had no effect end quote on curtailing mass shootings. California G- Governor Gavin Newsom joined Bonta in making the announcement at Zuckerman San Francisco General Hospital and Trauma Center, a league facility for treatment gunshot treating gunshot victims. Man, there's still gunshot victims in a place where you can't have assault weapons. So I wonder. <laughs> I wonder who, who are these people that are shooting people in the land of no guns? California's assault. Well, um, this is a quote from California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, California's assault weapons ban has saved lives, and we refuse to let these weapons of war back onto our streets. Weapons of war. How do you quantify that? Who? Yeah, uh, hang on. Who was elected on a platform that included expanding gun control laws? Uh, Quote, this is a fight California will never back down from, period. Um, I just want to ask anyone that lives in California, how many shootings involve any kind of AR platform? Not, not even that, just like the fact that there are still shootings going on in California is just a, a blatant, sh- and I'm sure there's a lot of shootings that happen in California. See, is it, I, More I, so than other places. If you look at the statistics of it, if we... Not Welcome just, to LA, boys! <laughs> I, I don't have it for just California, but uh, for the United States wide, if you look at firearms-related sh- shootings, period, not just not just ARs, but, like, all firearms. You're talking, like, 20,000, 30,000 if you take suicides out because I don't think suicide should be counted as part of gun no, violence. That's interesting. I'd really like to uh, put that against what California's numbers are. What? To see how many of those are actually are a... in California that oh, by itself. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. But what I'm getting at is, like, they, they thought about it's like, oh, yeah, well, there's so many, there's so many, so much gun violence, so many people dying from guns, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, okay, that that might be true. You know that that that's that twenty thousand is a big thing, but they don't talk about the five hundred thousand to um, some places report three million uh, deaths that are stopped by the use of just brandishing firearms. Yep. They, so they will neglect to mention that because it doesn't fit the the thing. The narrative. W- what I didn't know think. was that three decades ago there was a shooting at Cleveland Elementary School in Stockton that killed five children and wounded twenty nine others. Using a quote assault weapon, I believe it was. What? So it, what, it, it was. what did they classify as an assault weapon? I don't know. It doesn't actually. It say. doesn't talk about it. So it's probably it just a BB says gun. California was the first state in the nation to ban assault weapons when it acted more than when it acted more than three decades ago in the wake of a shooting at that elementary school. If you look at if you look at uh, the percentage uh, per population of uh, injuries committed with firearms, it hasn't changed since the assault weapons ban. It stayed almost exactly the same. You know why? You know it makes up a large portion of firearms-related deaths. What does? Suicides. No, gang violence. Gang violence. The other one. The other yeah, big like, one. Yeah, like, all right, California. If you you know you you want to ban these these weapons, why don't you you know get out on the get your police out on the street and uh, no, solve they're too this. busy defunding. You know, yeah, to, yeah. Well, fund your police <laughs> and get them out there and stop this gang violence. What's the Chicago alone is what seventy five gun deaths a week or something like that. Oh yeah, hell, it's all gang. What are they using though? To, if you look at so pistols, pistols, yeah, pistols. Go. So what's really interesting is so I was looking at um, some 
or I just saw some news about some random shooting in uh, Philadelphia, but uh, from one of the people I follow, and they they said that something that they enjoy doing is they like to go and like go onto Google Street View and see where these shootings happen. Like, see what they look like. How nice the area is. What the area, yeah, and this area looks like a third world country. It's basically a rundown slum in, in like, a major city. And that's where these happen. And do you, I'll tell you why these are happening. It's not because somebody, it's not because, like, it's a mass shooting or anything. This is gang violence in a place that is not regulated by police, is not, like, pre- like that's the problem. Either police can't won't go there because they fear for their own lives or yeah they're probably afraid of it well yeah like they're, they're, i mean there's it's plenty... it's high risk area yeah, for and... a regular police to go into some there's some places and that they just don't go unequipped to handle Figure yeah, it, too... it could be like a black hawk down Especially situation like cartel stuff like if the, if like if this drug related stuff i mean yeah. those people pull out like and those people have like crazy like firearms like not not even that but so this is what i'll tell you the actual problem is and it has nothing to do with guns and has everything to do with education. Oh yeah, I'll, definitely. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. So, this this whole the, the reason people get into to gangs and the reason like any of that stuff happens is simply because people are not being educated or they're, they're not being given the the tools to have a success successful life. I just want to do hood rat shit with my friends. Well, hey, <laughs> people who fight in the streets die in the streets. Oh. <laughs> Live by the street, so die by the street. That's how it be, you know. You fight <laughs> in the street, you die in the street. That's that's an army saying. That's a real life saying. Like, yes, but like you said, it's the education system is poor, and it always teaches them to be a victim. So it's always, oh especially man, nowadays. especially nowadays, yeah. So that's it. Like literally, you have generations of people who are, their only thing is being taught how to be a victim. With no education, and and then what other options do they have? Are they going to go to the military? Well, they feel no. so. Th- this is also the crazy thing. It's also the fact that, um, so these kids, and this is including my generation, is kids are like told over and over and over and over again, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. 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 College degrees don't get you what they got you forty, fifty years ago. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I have two degrees, and I, I actually really do not use either one of them. And Either, I, I, did, I went to other stuff. Yeah, and I'm in a field that I don't need a degree, and I don't have a degree. And the, the problem is, is so even the people that end, can end up affording to go to college, especially in these low-income like areas, um, they nice. don't go to college, and they don't get real jobs because they don't pay them enough to, to survive. So what do they do? They go to the next best thing that's going to provide for them and maybe their families if that's their, like, background idea for it, which is crime. They join gangs they, to get protection for their family or to, to whatever instead of doing something productive. You, yeah, and they're not told to, like, get skills or do anything like that. Get good, bud. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's a serious problem because all that what, – what all that creates is desperation. You know, it, it, and I mean, in a, in a bowl, in a very large yeah. sense, and everything trickles down from that. That's why people do these petty crimes and stuff, or even more extreme stuff, because they do not have other options, or they don't know they, there's they other don't options. They don't know there's other options. Yeah. They've never been like put on a path that will 
that will result in something that isn't crime. Something normal. Yeah, so, that's yeah, something that is effectively useful to society rather than being a detriment to themselves and everyone around them. Yeah, now there's generation on upon generation upon generation of this. Yes. So how do you what do you do? Well, and this is also a funny thing because this so uh, this 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 whole conversation this gets I've really political. Well, I have purposefully um kept the word race out of it <clears throat> because it doesn't matter the race it's it, it, the same it's the same effect regardless but this this is actually the main so whenever people say or use the term systematic racism is the reason why things the way they are in these low-income areas this is the actual reason it's the education it's not systematic racism systematic yeah. racism is not tangible no, and it, I I don't think systematic racism exists personally. No, it doesn't. Uh, and mean, it's all it's a it's kind of a cop out answer to, to the reasons that uh, to the real reason. Yeah, to the real reason. And the real then the actual problem is the lack of education and the lack of support from education facilities or maybe and peers. Uh, their peer, yeah, like, and on top of that, like, I don't know. Recently, I've been more and more. I would say, like, scared to openly support police because I don't want to be so naive that to say that they are always going to protect our rights whenever I see tons and tons of police organizations fighting constitutional carry bills because they get federal money. And it's all about money and power to them because they, like, if the state's not going to, like, I've seen cases of states fining police departments for getting people on like constitutional carry or like firearm charges stuff like that because those get added on top of whatever the else they're getting yelled at for and now they go to court and they lose and they the the departments get a, a ton of money from from the federal government and the state government so and, and it's super hard too because on one end we we say we don't want to defund the, the police because if we defund the police then we're not giving the police the training that they need in order to actually protect people but at the same time if the police are getting funded from these like things that I personally don't think that they should be funded for I personally don't think the police should be funded for traffic stops like they I don't think the police should get any money for pulling you over no I think they should I think they should be I I think if they if they are funded based on doing that kind of stuff, that's inherently a road for corruption. Yeah, and it, it that's that's what it is is corruption. Like oh, or for instance, like if you get in a car accident and maybe it was due to weather or whatever, police have to write you a ticket. I I can personally attest to this. I've gotten one ticket written in my entire life, and it was because I wrecked. Yeah, me too. Wow. Yeah. You guys only got one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, that's the point. It's like I I wrecked in my car. It was I mean, this is probably a similar situation to you, but like, I wrecked my car and I damaged the front drivetrain on a front wheel drive car. And he comes up and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you're here's a ticket for parking in the middle of the road." I'm like, "My wheel is disconnected from my frame. It's like it's laying over what there." What do you want me to do like, about I this? I was like, "I was like, you're welcome to get in and move it." And he just looked at me. I'm like. Do well, something my, about my it. guy literally said, like, you got in a car accident, I have to write you a ticket. So he wrote me a ticket for um, driving too fast for the conditions, which he wasn't. I called him. I said, hey, I wrecked. I need help. I can't move. Yeah, see, that's the same thing. They, they, I called them. Yeah. 
So I called when you, you want to help the me service, out. You get shit. <laughs> yeah, alive. I just uh, here's your bill. Here's your bill. <laughs> like which I, I think dro- is ridiculous. I drove five <laughs> minutes to, to to the scene. You have to pay me for it. I had to put down my donuts. Like the, these and Ooh. these should be Ooh. police officers should be <laughs> like a service to the community. They and I, it's hard. It's really hard to see that whenever. They basically do a disservice to the, the, the corrupt the people the that they they yeah, serve, and it. also the cru- the the corruption of the like these these groups or these police departments and these police heads that are saying are opposing constitutional carry and stuff like that, and that's why I have a hard time saying. See, the way I've always looked at it is as a whole. I don't really support. I blindly support the police institution. Oh, yeah. I support the officers. So, like, that gives me the right that if an officer is a good officer, then I support them. Um, If they're a bad officer, I don't support them. Uh, That that gives me the explicit option there. But, like, as a whole, I I could be like, well, yeah, hey, that department's doing doing good. It's like, okay. Or, wow, that department's bad. Like, I think our local department around here is is, is decent. I don't think they're the best, but I think they're pretty – I think they're all right. Um they're better than they're better than a lot of other places. And I also better. think, like as in general, all police need more training. Oh, absolutely! And I for the longest time I've been trying to come up with the solution to okay, so I don't want them to be funded through tickets or like citations and stuff like that. But I also understand that they need funding in order to be well trained and well equipped to handle. Whatever Certain situations scenarios. that they have to handle. Take money so, from the unemployment system. <laughs> well, I mean, Ooh. yikes. But but then whenever you talk about that, then you're talking about raising taxes in order to help pay for them. And we don't necessarily like taxes. So how we do you, we do a volunteer? Like, how, how does this, how does it work? If it was a volunteer police force, oh, and I'm speaking on behalf of, like, volunteer fire departments, every volunteer fire department I can think of is better than any, like, unionized fire department. Well, because it's the people uh, that actually want I, to do I, it. That, I very firmly believe that. We, I've yet to we see are one. in terms of dedication and, you know, doing, you know. Like, they're there say, because they want to be there. That's yeah, exactly that, that's what I mean. Paycheck. Like, but in terms of equipment that is needed, uh, see, sometimes, I, like, if, certain departments, depending but, on your area, don't have the proper equipment to handle certain things. So they, that's why you get, like... Bigger departments yeah, for a bigger fire. Yeah, you get multiple departments to come and yeah. go Well, to, see, there's ways you could, go, you could go about that. There could be... That's like that. If it's a volunteer department, maybe that that's when the, the, well, the state could step in. And, well, that's and, what and happens. Give them some equipment. What? Because I know my the fire department that I run with, we get uh, we we apply for grants and and stuff like that through the state, and but it's not we're not guaranteed that. It's like we we right. really have to fight tooth and nail to to get to get the, the state the funding to give us, that you to need give us, to get new equipment or yeah, whatever it is like, that you're using. Like, our our ladder truck is. Older than dirt. Dirt. It is. It's outdated. Oh, it, no. It can't, it's always down. That's not good. So we're constantly, you know, borrowing a ladder truck from lo- our, our fellow departments, you know, just to just to get by. And it's. I mean, I, I don't think that whole situation is ideal, which is also why I say, again, I say I struggle with finding, like, because I can say all this, but I don't have a solution in mind. I, I do. You said, about, uh, you said about taxes. It's It becomes bigger than just the fire departments because the reason why taxes are so high is because the government knows, doesn't know how to spend any money at all. So the solution is to 
and I know this is never going to happen, for the government to spend the money more wisely, spend less, they can have more of that extra to go where it should go to these services without raising taxes. That's how it should be. The government should know how to spend money, not just be like, oh, wow, our deficit's going well, up. Let's just, tax them more. Yeah, Why is the deficit to... going up? Oh, you mean giving $30 million away to some country for gender studies is a, isn't a good use of money? What could $30 million do for volunteer fire departments? Yeah, you need Probably to be able to delegate every, your, every your fire department funds. in the That's country. my point. That's the solution, is the government itself has to spend the money differently, which, again, is never going to happen. Yeah, without some get, without some cataclysmic we should thing. we should be able to get by with less and the money that we do get that we do pay in taxes should go to things that are that give some a service because the government is a service for the people it is a service so that like you can do stuff like go to court and settle social disputes without having to utilize violence it is for so then you can vote for things and stuff like that and like have representation and like decide things as a country and come together as a country type thing. Not as a we are basically subservient pawns that pay our government, which has a different like whole mindset and way of things that they God, want to do. A God complex. A God complex. The and Wild West. That is not why our government was made to exist. What, so what, so then that, 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 that'll create a side conversation with that. Where do you think the God complex started? Well, I mean, you can see the starts of it, um, I would say, after George Washington. You th- so you think yeah. the, what, like the problem as as, that we're having now... Jefferson. Which problem? Like, this rampant... All this rampant spending and, and then not, nobody, mm. no accountability for anything and people having the second tier of justice that, that – because, I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, two justice tiers don't exist. Bullshit. They absolutely do. Probably somewhere around the same – this is a complete, like, uh, educated guess, I'll say inference. Um, probably somewhere where they decided that senators would um, be elected rather than appointed. So when was that? That uh, I don't know when. I'm not was. entirely sure, but in the Constitution it says senators are to be appointed, appointed, not elected. And senators do senators have term limits? Term limits? Yeah. No. Okay. So Six representatives and yeah, representatives and senators do not have term, do not have term limits. Yeah. So some of our senators need to go. Well, most of our sides. I would say Mo- most I, of yeah. our government officials need to go. So that's that's like the get some fresh ideas. In that's there. not even that. It's just get these like it, first of all, this yeah, career politician should not be a career. You should not be able to be a, a politician. Sir, you should serve once and then be barred from serving another position. Yes, and then uh, you should be barred from lobbying. You should just do go up, do so, your service. There's also to talk about like experience is beneficial. No, you could be involved in it, but afterwards, like as it maybe as like an aide for another representative or something. See like something that. like that. Uh, that's a bit different than physically lobbying, right? So, but or maybe I don't know. There, I mean, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can kind of go about talking about it and stuff like that. But this, that, that is really where our government is currently failing. See, I think I think like if I were to say like getting bad. I would say early 1900s, like was when it really started well, to get noticeable. That's that's what I would say we all know the most about. 
Yeah, because well, I don't know much about like early eighteen hundred. That being, you know, leading up well, to like, the Great Depression uh, and everything. Yeah, well, uh, like well, FDR said, did a number on FDR. Rights. People are like, oh, FDR is so great. No, no not really. Not. FDR, uh, FDR basically was. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, like I don't know. I mean, like that subpar. Uh, it was not good. No, not good. I, I'm trying. It was worse too. I'm thinking like I think a way you can explain it like. FDR's Paul. Yeah, Wilson was terrible. Dude, Wilson was absolutely terrible. I'm thinking. I would say like some of FDR's policies are. I would say straight up communist. Yeah. Communistic. Um, I was trying to think of a way to to, to like, not just be like. Just but, throw it straight out. Yeah, there. Yeah, throw it straight out there. But like some of the policies at the time were communistic, which everybody was like, okay, that's I I guess, but because it, it's not fascism, you know. I mean, because everybody's everybody back Everyone then was, was afraid like, of fascism, but also if you look at that time, they were also afraid of the communists. And red if, scare. If you if you pay attention, um, like Europe during World War Two or prior to World War Two, prior to Germany invading Poland and stuff like that, they were scared of an alliance between Germany and um, Russia. Rightfully so. Yeah, because like. Everyone was afraid of well, the, the communists. I- ideologies, like yeah, and everyone was af- like, everyone was mad at Germany what because if you had they communistic kept communistic Nazis. That'd be bad. You super Nazi. Oh God, Nazi two Oh no. But and and in fact, there was a ceasefire for for a number for a period of time between Russia and um, Germany up uh, up until Barbarossa. Yeah. Whenever they invaded Poland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they invaded Poland. Oh no! Until until um, they kind of kept it until they until the they invaded. Russia. Yeah, because it, that because actually, if you look at it, Germany had already um, conquered France prior to them attacking um, Russia. Mm-hmm. They did. So so a, and they couldn't they couldn't afford to fight that f- both fronts at the same time. No, at the time they picked and choose their battles. Well, see the the thing was um the what. Well, if I remember, it was oil was petroleum, right? That's why they needed to do that. Yeah, they needed the resources from these these areas that they were conquering. Yeah, to be, to, to fund their war machine. Literally, leech. I'm gonna I'm going to make take your country and turn it into oil for my tanks. And, and it the, was going well until there you go, they just, hit Stalingrad. <laughs> well, for Russia, the but winter. For, yeah. Russian winners I, I aren't that bad. Go full oh, go history, it. you know, on on the. Go for it. Well, Why not? I know Germany's uh, tank operations were, you know, their manufacturing was severely like depleted, like near the end of the war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, not not even near the end of the war, because of all the carpet bombing and everything, they had depleted like the, the like the U.S. forces and everything. Had, Your factory. I mean, is that also gone. near depleted all of them. They had one factory producing tanks, and. And their tanks were expensive, highly oh, high yeah. engineered. Well, they were the German engineered they were, tanks. Yeah, they the were Panzers, amazing. Yeah, Panzers They're beautiful. Were amazing. Yeah, but they like, also took a lot of mate, like mechanical. Oh yeah. Oh, they were, yeah. They were co- they were complex they machines, were complex. And, and then you get the Russians that like caveman T thirty fours. Let's angle Just, this. Yeah, like, freaking it, destroyed people. Like if the Allied forces would have known, you know, known this. And, and the war would have been over. I wonder if they knew about the forty-five degree angle thing, or if that was kind of like just a random design choice. 
I don't German know. ingenuity, man. No, like, no, the Russians, the T-34. Oh, okay. Because the, the T-34 uh, is what basically carried Russia. Yeah, the, yeah, the forty-five degree armor on the sides. Yeah. not only increased the the the, the, uh, the apparent thickness of the armor at at you know at flat like horizontal hit. Yeah, it deflected the bullets. I mean yeah. that that literally is like the key element that made them work. And I don't know, I don't know if top of my head if the Russian engineers knew that or if it was just some random design choice. It looked cool, so let's go with it. I mean, the T thirty four is one of my favorite tanks of World War II. Oh, the T thirty four is great. Uh, like as far as like practicality, I'd say it's. It was the best. It's tank the of best World tank, War. yeah, easily. Because I mean, even like practicality, it beats the American tanks. Well, American. So at the time, America hadn't really crappy or not crappy tanks, but they weren't. Uh, basically, like the Sherman, which was they uh, were slow. There's a, there's a big problem with the American tanks. They. They couldn't penetrate uh, well, and most, they, and they had they couldn't make them over there. They had to they had to yeah, ship they them. Yeah, they ship them. So mm-hmm. the the remote manufacturing, which is which now you and it, one Sherman so, couldn't fight a, a tiger. No, no, it was, no, no way. It wasn't. They were outgunned, outarmored. What was, it, what out, was the Sherman's main gun? No, what, what was it um, thirty seven? I think it was a. I'm I'm, I'm going to look this it's up. It's less I'm, than one hundred five. Oh, it's it's tiny. Wait, what? The Sherman main gun. What was the cal or the the bore oh, sizing? It might be. I think it might have been thirty-seven. Uh, what would you say, Sherman? What would be uh, Sherman? It's like M four. Yeah. M four Sherman. That's it. Let's see. I'm j- I'm just curious. Uh, seventy-five millimeter. Where's that? The side gun. Where do you see that? Uh, scroll up. Uh, main 75 mm seventy five Oh, that's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, actually. I mean, it was still a, a decently sized thing, but it wasn't yeah, like but, a one hundred five millimeter, which would be like considered you a look tank at the, destroyer. And if you look at the barrel on that thing versus like a the, tiger, the, the, yeah, these these things are very cool. Outgunned in almost every shape and form. I don't eight, know how we got eighty eight millimeter. Yeah, like the Flak eighty eights. Like an eighty, so the, the Flak eighty eights would. Tear through American and, and that, you don't that, only need one. The eighty eight one. The eighty eights were the only thing that could uh, get through pan, or T thirty four armor. Yeah, but there weren't that many of these made. There no, there like weren't 13, that many tanks. Thirteen hundred made. Yeah, they, what, I think there was a Tiger two, wasn't it? Didn't they make one? But like, here we go. Tiger one phased off with the Tiger two, which again there was only so it's a four eighty nine. Yeah, and that had a. Uh, uh, but the Germans also had a ton of like. Stationary Flak 88s. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a lot of them on like, like uh, rail guns and everything. Yeah. 8.8 again, another. Uh, well, this is definitely a real talk episode because well, we, 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 we went from gun control to uh, World <laughs> well, War II history. Dude, we're I, talking I about World War II. Man. This, that's my jam. We should do an episode just on World War II. Oh, yeah. I, we should I'd do an, an episode on that. every single war. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Season <sighs> four, question mark? We would have to, I mean, we would definitely all have to do a good bit of research. Well, I know. I mean, World War II, I'm down. Like, uh, I, I got all kinds we, of... you kidding me? Well, we I'm could talk about Leonidas. We could... Oh, Jesus. That's not... That's cool. We uh, could talk about any war. Um, World War, World War II, we'd have to split up into a couple episodes. Probably, maybe like yeah. Maybe like the fronts. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Let us Bois know in the Jack. comments what you think about that. I think that's a great idea. The Boisjack boys. Well, if we're going to do that, then we should uh, step off of that topic there for a all second. Right, <laughs> all right, all right, that's fine. Uh, write some, that down, write that down, right, so we don't forget. Some other things. Oh, hang on, I got it, I got it. Some other stuff that uh, I, I've been wanting to talk about a little bit is just like 
just talk about a little bit of our like current training, what we're doing individually, what we're doing as a group type mm. stuff to like get better and uh, and the stuff that we've preached prior in like season two and season three or we are in season three, well, mostly season two. Um, so I know me and you've been hitting this hard. Yeah. So I mean, the one thing was airsoft. Uh, we've been doing that a lot to to work on our like team dynamics and stuff we really so the thing about airsoft if you haven't tried it so most of the time with airsoft there's either indoor or outdoor fields now depending on the size of the outdoor field i would say you could probably get more done on an outdoor field and maybe if there was like more buildings and more of a dynamic area instead of like kind of just like open woods yeah Um, your open woods are you know pretty much your your weapon mechanics well weapon mechanics is a little bit of function and depending on how wide of an area yeah so for where we go how like i would say is it like an acre across yeah i would say an acre across and four length or deep yeah Yeah. i would i would say ballpark so there there's not really a whole lot of room for maneuvering you got a call of duty map three lanes yeah you've got three lanes uh and kind of as the game goes there's a few things that it, that are apparent. Number one, the more aggressive team always wins. Mm-hmm. Like not in push, pushing, and it's the, just more. I think it's the willingness to put yourself out there. You know, whoever's willing to take the more risky move for the sake of yeah, you know that, doing it. Yep. Well, there's no there's, we, no, we, there's no there's no literal risk in that. Yeah, like, there's no repercussions for, you know, Oh, I got hit the, with a BB. The repercussion yeah. is you getting hit with a BB. Yeah. But you if you make it through there, then you're able to you change now, the dynamic yes. of the battlefield now, now tremendously. What, now what if it is like you, know, you get, if you get hit, you're out for the rest of the day. Now the the game Well, would, <laughs> see, I yeah, the game will change a lot. I try whenever we play, I value that life that I do have. Yeah. Like I try well, and make should, yeah. a very methodical, you know, try not moves. to be YOLO crazy. All yeah. Time no, like I try and make there, very, especially whenever you're wearing kit and you have to yeah. walk well, all I try the way and You're sitting there and this, you're like, you're like really carefully playing this out. And this dude just like flies around the corner with dual green gas, Mac 11, just blasts. Yeah. Well, I, I, I take a very tactical approach to everything. Like I, and there's times where I find myself just kind of like, almost sitting back a little bit and sort of developing the field and seeing where the I can visually see weak points or, you know, lanes of like opportunity. Where we might need, you're where doing, you're we doing, might need to bolster some strength. Yeah, into. exactly. Uh, so I, I try and develop the battlefield. You say you're developing a, strategy, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I sit, it's, it's like a, one of those turn-based, you know, yeah. games where, you know, you kind of, you see where everybody's at and then you just make, moves accordingly and like i think the last game that we went to i think that really showed yeah you know where we were able to really push people to follow us yeah because for just for some reference the last game that we did um it was like a five hour thing and it was red team versus blue team with various objectives and stuff like that well we were on the blue team at first and we were we were absolutely rolling. demolishing we, yeah, we were the other rolling. team. We and, had them and, spawn trapped. Like every game, we had them spawn trapped. And most of the time, there's like four or five games. It was the day. first two. The, first, the, yeah. the first five two games, games. Yeah, we were on blue. blue? Yeah, yes. we were on blue. We had them spawn trapped. And after that, we I've made a call over the radio. Like as we were spawn trapping them, I'm just like, can we switch to red team after this? We're just like, because it wasn't yeah, fun. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it really it wasn't. wasn't it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't 
fun for either side, you know, it, at least from my opinion. It, it it's really not fun to me because at, at that point, a front is basically created because you can't push anymore. Yeah. Because if you push into their spawn, then what are you going to do? Exactly. It's just, oh, and spawn, bam. Yeah, you're, and it's not fun for them because they are, you're, their spawn is base, Yeah, their spawn is basically right in your range. Like, they're at the end of your range. So we can't push up anymore, but we can kind of kill you as you come out. We go back to the load the staging area. We all loaded up again. We got our team tapes switched, and we as soon as we got to the briefing for the next game, the third game, like that's where everyone meets up. They hear what the scenario is, what the objectives are, such as what flags could be captured if you have to do, do anything. It's specific. a mission briefing. Yeah, it's a mission briefing for the entire team. And we get there and we start hyping up the team. We're just like, we're gonna stomp these guys this next round. We're gonna be super aggressive right off the spawn. Let's go, like you know, hyping our teammates up. And we go out there. We fucking killed it. That third game. Follow me. Follow me. Yep. So, so basically, all it took was a bit of leadership and motivation to change the tide of this airsoft battle. And that's kind of, that's also where, so even just that little bit of motivation and, and leadership was able to, to push a otherwise losing team into being the winning team. And we did win. It yeah. only took four guys. And yeah, it, it, that's all it took was four guys that were motivated. A little bit that, of organization like, and somebody to give you a little bit direct, direction. Yeah. You know, then. And you'll we, find we, that we, you'll, we slaughtered them. Yeah. yeah you'll find we, that a lot in airsoft uh, at airsoft fields, um, and airsoft in general, and maybe like not so much Milsim because Milsim is a lot more organized. Um, but like re- your regular like show up and play uh, airsoft events. Most of the time, like people are just showing up, whatever. They've got their groups and they kind of don't Every like intermingling. Yeah, sort of thing. like they do their own thing. They don't really, they just kind of, they try to get kills and have a good time type thing. And that's, that's all fine and dandy. It is, it's a, it's a game primarily. Now, if you want to take it a bit more seriously, and why I say that, like the field that we particularly go to in general, because of the size constrictions, it really makes it difficult to uh, implement, like, any real strategy realistic tactical like stuff it is it does make it really difficult but i mean if you can get a plan together that's i guess half the battle but it's just more so the way the layout is it kind of prevents any kind of real tactical movement well that's why you have a milsim events then right to fill that void right but also and uh, this is why i prefer and i think airsoft does this better is indoor or like mount close quarter close quarters um, battle drill six like room clearing stuff because the 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 beauty of room clearing is the fact that each room is different so if you you could have a what what's like a a decent maybe not decent like a semi small size building that you could still put like a bunch of plywood rooms into. Like what size? Like what, if you like? What do you mean? Like if Maybe you were like gonna a, create? Uh, if you're gonna create an airsoft, five thousand yeah. square feet. Okay, yeah, so I was gonna we, say we'll warehouse. Between, yeah, well, is that, warehouse. is that huge or is that? I, I want like I'm a, gonna a, say a, okay, just so, big enough area. Okay, so above. Okay, I'll use above. Uh, above the store. Yeah, if you want to use it, above the store is perfect. Seven thousand square feet. Okay, it's how big you could is. fit. I would say pro- if you lined them, depending on. How many how many rooms if you put them end to end, 
uh, like all the way back and with deep. different shapes with and everything. Different shapes oh my and god! You, that that twenty. Being conservative on it and actually making them instead of just stack, 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 stack yeah. the whole way, making it like a town. You probably like need kind of kind of like a, a kill house type yeah. situation yeah. where you've got like yeah, a, maybe can... a main street yeah, and can... like you got houses or like kind of like Fallujah type buildings. And yeah, you could probably areas. do twenty. So something like that where and not so there there are indoor fields around where we are, but they are poo garbage in my opinion they're basically geared towards kids there's a lot of like super long open sight lines you really can't get any like real like indoor actual room i'm not gonna and, like, pie this door pie yeah that stuff like it's just not not there but there used to be a place here that you could do that and it was great um but if i i would like to see more fields popping up that are like in warehouses or like buildings like that and with real mount training because not only does that help like it allows so we're expanding the sport of airsoft but also it may may or may not because i know the place that i used we used to go to um they also got certified as a police training facility so they could get income from other places yeah, well, that, see, that's that would be the thing. If you want to do that, that would differentiate you from just being a random airsoft place to um, actually being a, like a legitimate training facility. They also offer training too. Now that I that I think of it, see, that would be cool. And, and it's like, it's just a matter of doing it. See, yeah, and that that stuff allows you to to get a lot more communication, a lot more technical in the skills, and and especially. It it definitely highlights the the effective range of airsoft BBs because I mean you can build stuff out that costs a, a lot of money to like make an airsoft gun shoot like I would say 200, 200 yards. Mm-hmm. The, Jesus, not not two hundred yards. No, <laughs> Jesus, that's, 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 I thought you were going no, somewhere. Two hundred two hundred feet. I would say because yeah. like I mean I used to, this is you, you guys know what I used to do with airsoft. I mean that's that's that that's decent. Yeah. It doesn't need to go any further than that. Right. But 200 feet, like, I would say that's a pretty high-end gun that's got some work done to it. I would, like I would agree. Um, now, <sighs> whereas you can just, if you go to the store, you get an airsoft, any airsoft gun, you can you can run it in an indoor environment with it's gonna be relatively sufficient. short. Like, there may be long sight lines in that indoor environment, but play to your it's strength. Still you'd, probably wanna, you'd probably want to put a couple long sight lines oh, just to mix yeah, it up. Oh, yeah, of course, just to mix it up and make it a bit more realistic because if you just make a a 7,000 square foot building of deep, deep of rooms, that would be a little intense. Uh, Another thing I think that it improves, it slows the game down a little bit. Yeah. It'll make you and your team work as a team and make you make more tactically sound moves. Right. And it allows you to employ the, the three, um, the three basically pinnacles of CQB, which are speed, surprise, and violence of action, um, and that that lets you better implement like flashbangs and or like the airsoft flashbangs and stuff like that, and grenades and like room like all I don't know. It's just it's a lot more technical. It's a lot more fun for me personally. Well, I think anybody that's listening to this would probably agree that that's the sort of uh, action they're kind of looking for. 
Yeah, because there's not like like so basically we're saying there's not really any tactical advantage to doing it on the field. It just well, becomes it, a little game at that we, point. At least the field that we the field we go to because and because it, it comes that's, down to like a front war where there's just a line of your team and a line of their team. That's just who can make the other. better move. Like yeah, who like can I said, flank better. Who can? But there's not. There, it takes the. It takes the. Force. It's not as valuable as as the indoor stuff. Oh, you're right. That's 100%. the that's the point I'm trying to make. Because you can work the the outdoor stuff without firearms in like just walking through the woods in like a in a wedge formation or in a line, understanding like where your sectors of fire are and how to react to contact type thing on a, on an outdoor. Like in the airsoft field, you really can't do that. Only because you're not going on patrols. It's literally like an all-out war type thing, scenario, and you're all sprinting to these objectives as soon as the game starts. There's no tactical. It's whoever can get there first. Keep buy kickable doors. <laughs> Whereas indoor, like, one team could, like, be held up on one side of this, like, uh, I would, like the, one side of the road, and they're they're, like, making their way through... I, there was this one game mode that I it was my favorite thing in uh, the place that I went to it had three different buildings uh, the very first building that they were in uh, it basically had it was not a super wide building but it on either side of the buildings there were like uh, two story buildings or either side of the warehouse there were two story buildings and then in, on the inside there was like rooms 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 and in the center there was like a long corridor type thing Fatal funnel. Well, it was it was kind of like a street dividing these two. Like, oh, okay, All the, right. these these talent, I whatever you want to call them. Uh, and I think it was called Gauntlet, the the game mode, and it was super cool because so the first team, their their job was to get a a high value target from their spawn to the enemy spawn. This game had three three um. Uh, scenario, not scenarios. Um, phases. So if they completed one phase, they could. So and it's kind of like rush on battlefield. Well, so the the first phase is so you have to get your your high value your VIP to the enemy spawn. The enemies are either they can choose they're either playing as a civilian unarmed civilian, or they're playing as an armed combatant. Now an they can like. They could be both. They could be walking Ooh. around pretending to be a civilian, and if you bang a civilian, the game's over. Oh, oh this is where you got to pick and choose your targets. Very right. So you have to. So there, it implements that that aspect of target acquisition, of tac, tactical stuff. You have to get your your VIP to the position. Then you have to hold the position for a, a, I think it was like nine, ten minutes, or something after we, you had made it through there, and then you had to to extract them back to your spawn after that through like this at that this point the civilians were done and now you had to basically room clear your way back to the the spawn that that was my favorite game mode that I have, had ever played that's and sounds was this really this was at the original place that we used to go to but you never went to this building okay that sounds like a pretty cool scenario it was it was fun yeah i i know what building the whole idea about. of a civilian and you can't tank a civilian or else you lose the game. Yeah. Like, Do you remember just, mm, when we did, uh, was it Trouble in Terrorist Town in Crossfires uh, on his uh, property that he had like that was, years ago? That was pretty fun. 
that was so cool. We did that at like it was like midnight at that point or like it wasn't eleven even, PM. It wasn't trouble in Terrace Town. It was scenarios. It was some scenario where we, we had we had a pallet fort in the backyard basically, and we had like different. Sometimes there was like an execution going on. Sometimes there was like bunch of other stuff it was like the sketchiest like three-story pallet fort you could ever think i'll have you know that it's still there (laughs) it was held together by straps ratchet ratchet straps straps and and pallets and hopes and dreams and guess what it's It's still still there And only, what, one wall has fallen over, and that's it? Yeah, I want to still try and climb up into that little well, tower. Well, I yeah, was now, in that tower. Now, the, now it's, been, it's been there for 10 years now, so it's, it's, it's starting to rot. But we, what we did was is we split the teams into two, and it was, like, roughly, what, like, six and six? Whatever-ish. And one team, obviously, was the U.S. The other team was... Like Mother Russia. No, it was like you, you were either a, a civilian or a, a, civilian, a terrorist, yeah. and the U.S. forces did not know who was who, other than walking up to them, it, like she'll be a papist, like hold, holding oh, a rifle no. to the to the side of their mask and being like, "What are you?" <laughs> and that, I mean, that's the cool thing that you can kind of that I think airsoft really shines in using like doing those that stuff because, like I said, you can work. You can use the, your imagination, the tactical, the, like outside tactical stuff. Yeah, the imagination does help with it, but also yes, because most advantage. most outside is mostly marksmanship and and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas inside, it, it requires a lot more technical stuff. It's a lot higher risk. Yep, um, and that's it. where that fort shined for us was because it gave us some strategy to think of what is our best method of entry. Well, to... there was really only one entry. Okay, well there was there's a back. It was uh, for for. 12 and 13 year old kids it was pretty good yeah it was pretty I can damn see good through this wall <laughs> I mean, but of that game mode we did have one high value target which i believe we call it just osama bin laden who which was one of our friends on his hands and knees like in the middle of the fort with like a floodlight over overhead so that oh, we could man. see him wasn't that a? We'll, we'll call him I think the it was... book wasn't it the no, wasn't it book wasn't no book. it was that, not that was my that was the combat engineer Oh, he he did a real good job. <laughs> yeah, I it guess. Was hilarious. And we had to extract him out. I think I was laughing my ass off the whole time we were doing that. <laughs> I remember. I remember Riley too. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was good. I remember you and I, Raptor, snuck up on the left side and snuck up on. I believe it was our redheaded friend. Yes. Oh yes. And we caught him off guard. We were sneaking. Th- through the night like ninjas and we snuck up on i am the night (laughs) but before i mean i good times yeah it's definitely good times i don't want to like go into like a super hard nostalgia session yeah we we don't need to um that could be for post show yeah but that that's some (laughs) of the training we're doing uh the other thing me and blackbeard uh are both uh getting some physical exercise in getting swole son uh, going to the gym pretty regularly. Uh, Six days a week. Yeah. Hey, I'll be there soon. Catch me there at uh, 1,700 hours. Yoink. Okay. Um, I bought a new gun today. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. You want to talk about it? It's right there. See it right there? Mm, I'm I see touching it. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give some, some, some ASMR for the audience. Well, that, that wasn't Doing. it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we got that. Lock the slide. 
Oh. And then, you know, for, for you, <laughs> you Grantham lovers, we'll give you a little trigger squeeze if everyone can be uh, quiet here for a second. We got that, too. Oh, very good. All right, so for if everyone you... that enjoyed that, there you go. I want to do one of those things like, if you've ever liked the crisp trigger pull of a brand new gun, Go ahead and hit that like button. <laughs> and no, no, don't even hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. J damn that subscribe button. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, actually, got a Shadow Systems MR920 uh, War Poet. I got the uh, TLR7A Flex on it and Strobe Bone. I have epilepsy. Yep, so do I. Uh, <laughs> it's nice. I like it. It's very expensive. And, you're, you're welcome. And you can buy two SIGs for the price of this. I don't regret it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, haven't yet. I've yet to shoot it because I bought it. Basically, came right over here. Well, picked it up and it came over here. So we get some footage of this here sometime. I haven't shot the Legion either. What? Uh, You've had that thing for people. like three months. No, I had it for like three weeks. There's well, no if you way. Ever came out to shooting days. My signal isn't. Isn't at the man in the comments? Yes, Crossfire did get that gun from me. Not specifically from me, but he got that idea of getting that gun. I because did. Of me. I did, and I uh, like MR920 it. More nine twenty. War poet. War poet. Yep. Thank you, War Poet Society. Um, I got a bunch of T Rex stuff that's supposed to be here, but it's lost. So. Love and it wasn't lost. Shout out to. USPS. The USPS for that one. They, lo they lose all kinds of stuff of mine. In a world where everyone's going Glock, oh, the two, whole men two men stand men with Sig. <laughs> the whole point I went with, why I went with the Shadow Systems is because I'm not a fan of actual Glock Glock. So you want to go Gucci Glock. I, I even said that when I was picking up. I said, you know, it's a Gucci Glock. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm sorry, I'm staying with SIG. Uh, uh, I have my SIG still. I'm more interested in getting a high-end AR. And ideally, yeah, a, or not even high-end, just one that's super reliable and long-lasting. Like, I really want to get... MCX Virtus? <laughs> no. Oh, that's what I'm going for. I want to get something in 300 Blackout. God. With a big can. God, 300 I'm Blackout cock riders. What, is, what am I there. going to use most of the time? Uh, there's two things I'm going to use. I'm going to use a, a an AR pistol... And I'm going to use a rifle, ideally in 5.56, for, like, one with a longer barrel that isn't a 10 and a half. I want a pistol chambered in 5.56. So, I mean, I, I did, at one point, have a 16-inch AR. I don't want a 16-inch 16 16-inch 16 AR, though. I want a 14-and-a-half-inch AR because I still want to, like, if I have to use it in a scenario, and 14-and-a-half is basically what the M4... Carbine is the hang the on. Length. Does that include with or without suppressor? That's without suppressor. That's just That's a barrel. Suppressor. I okay. just want the barrel length to be 14 and a half. Okay. All right. That is your mil standard military. That's standard. That's a M4 uh, barrel length. Well, there you go. And with the right ammunition, it's uh, just as effective as like a, a 20 inch, which is what the 5.56 is designed to shoot, or 18 inch is what the 5.56 is designed to be shot out of. But yeah, so new guns we got. We're working out. I I implore any I implore everyone to uh, if you if they can if they have the time to work out because quite honestly I feel you don't want to be fat. I don't want to be fat, and not only that, but it's improved my my mood 
it's improved my overall physical like well-being and health i'm not like struggling to carry stuff and sometimes and whatever i just just my overall men- feel better my mental state there are like a improved. lot of positives besides physique for working out yeah so but the biggest the one that you notice first is your the, your mental state yes mm-hmm. absolutely and yeah. especially if you you pair that with eating correctly and eating regularly then you'll find that you're tired less. You'll find that you go to sleep quicker. You'll find that you wake up less tired. You get a better sleep. You get a deeper sleep. And it's 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 honestly benefited me quite a lot. And I've been going now. This is my fourth week, and I've seen serious gains. And hey, it, actual gains. If, <laughs> if you uh, you know aren't really sure where to start when it comes to working out, we actually do have an episode on physical fitness. You should check it out. Episode 24, I think. If you're correct, right off the top of your head, that's God's speed. There's some uh, clippity-clap golf clap for you. Um, And the last thing, the last cool thing that uh, I'm doing and uh, some other people in our friend group are doing is uh, this coming Saturday, I will be skydiving for the second time. Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing better than you know. Oh my God, you were right. It is episode twenty-four. Yep. Uh, nothing better than jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. It's on. It's. I mean, I'm a adre- personally, I'm an adrenaline junkie, and you don't. That's that's the peak of adrenaline right there. Dude, I, I you well, can't. Next you time can't you guys a, do it, let me know. The only other, I probably the only other thing that matches it in terms of adrenaline high is probably like actual combat. <laughs> we could probably book for the time slot right after them. Like they still have some openings. How much is it? Like two hundred and fifty. It's expensive. Yeah, but it's you gotta play for all that fuel. It's a good, you know, five minutes free fall for like. It's a good. It's about ten minutes. You free fall for uh, it's like like a minute. Yeah, it's Not about a, a minute, minute a of minute? free. It's a minute of free fall, and then you glide the rest of the way down. Oh, it's like they drop you at fourteen thousand feet about. Yeah. And then you're you're attached to someone because you're I'm not licensed to be a yeah, solo diver. Fun fact: you need to have twenty five recorded tandem jumps which means you are strapped to somebody who's doing all the damn work. You also have to go through the classes. Yes, so. and the classes. And it costs like two grand total to do. Yep. And I'm probably going to do it. Just the tandem jumps alone is almost seven grand. Yeah, but yep. once, you, once you um, once you actually get your license, skydiving becomes 25 bucks. Yep. Oh. Well, that's actually assuming you also have your own gear, too. Yes. Now the gear is a couple grand. Like a parachute's a couple grand. Just remember, you have to pack your own chute. So that if it does, if you fuck it up, <laughs> you got a long time to wave right. goodbye. Well, yeah, well, just you'd have the rest of your life to figure out how to fix it. Well, that's what your reserve, <laughs> that's, that's what your reserve chute. I was actually looking at how much a um, how much Click. a thing was. They're they're expensive. You can get cheap ones, although I probably wouldn't. Why would you get a cheap, cheap out on it? I wonder. Can we get a skydiving suit on Amazon? Amazon. Not a suit of like the actual parachute. Amazon. Dude, I want I want to get one of those squirrel suits and. Oh, when we went Batman for your first time, there was a girl that was in a squirrel suit. Really? Yeah. Don't you remember? No. Oh. Well. Oh, that's probably because we jumped first. They came, they jumped out after us. I want to be mind. Batman and just. Zinger. But that thing was so cool. It's I mean it's it's definitely a good time. I definitely recommend it to anyone that is thinking about it and do it while everyone does it whenever they're older, but I think you should do it when you're young and you know, just be a badass at all times. So to kinda like cover skydiving if you're like ever on the fence of doing it, it's kinda like on everyone's bucket list low key, I think. But 
honestly, here, here's something for you to think about. It is actually statistically, you're statistically more likely to get struck by lightning than to die in a tandem skydiving accident. So the person that um, in, or that organized all this skydiving stuff was was struck by lightning. Did you know that? Yeah, you you told me about this. It <laughs> happens to the best of us. Well, that just. What if now? What if you're skydiving get struck by lightning at the same time? I wonder if that's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, considering you can't fly a plane whenever air. Well, you can. It's just not recommended. Well, I mean, you can't. You some can are, do whatever some, you want. Some are rated for it. <laughs> this is lightning rated. <laughs> My but plane light, is lightning. lightning. Real lightning. <laughs> But the, but I think the statistic is it's like one out of every two and a half million tandem jumps, there's one death. Oh, <laughs> so, just one person. So you're dies. saying there's a chance? I mean, there's a chance of you dying every single day. So what, you're right. Uh, and that 3,700 people die a month for car accidents. Yeah, you're more <laughs> likely to die in a car accident. That's for sure. The yeah, you more are. You know. But hey, I mean, it's a good time. Recommend it. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if you want to consider that training. Um, I possibly. I do. <laughs> I do. I consider it training. Possibly. Uh, yeah, if you're an adrenaline junkie, you like amusement parks. This will top. Uh, this the will top any park. roller coaster you've ever been on. And we've been to Cedar Point, or I've been to Cedar Point. I don't know about you. No, I'm, I'm I poor. have. <laughs> we got into Cedar Point for free once. How? Some we were walking in, and some random lady was like, "Hey, we have extra tickets," and she gave it to us. Oh, wow. There you go. It was very nice. It was right before I joined the army. Thank you for your gift. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your gift. Yeah, but I mean, that's, uh, that's, I think that's, I think that's about all I had to talk about. Yeah. An hour and 22. We put this out for a lot longer than I thought we would for Real Talk. No, no, this is, that was relatively short, I think. Uh, For Real Talk, yeah. And I I think we went pretty good without having guests on. Yeah. I mean, I can, the sky's the limit. I mean, I can we can continue about talking, but I think now is a good time to end the talk that was very real. It was very real. Uh, if you guys enjoyed what you heard during this this episode, um, please hit the like button. Consider JDAMing the subscribe button. If you don't know what a JBAM, JDAM is, it's a very large uh, missile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you can consider doing that. Please check us out on our other social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram at We Valiant Few. You can find us on most podcast platforms. Just search up We Valiant Few. Um, you can check us out on our website whenever it is not under construction, which it is currently is right now. And yeah, uh, share share the video. Let us know. Let us know in the comments how we did and all that. Are gilded. Oh, yes, Gilded. Uh, if you want to interact with us personally, you can find us at uh, gilded.gg slash WVF. And for those of you that don't know what Gilded is, it's basically... It's like a community-building platform. Yeah, it's a competitor to Discord, if you want to call it that. Um, we may... I'm, I know we've done this a bunch of times. I personally want to kind of switch back to Discord. Yeah, I'm kind of... Th- I'm for kind of... the community-building aspect, because yeah, more people, people are... use Discord, or more people are familiar with Discord rather than Gilded. Gilded has some useful tools for content creators, which is nice. We'll probably end up... I would say we should probably keep Gilded for oh, yeah. our personal use. Yeah, there's a but... lot of there's a lot of features on it. Um, uh, the, the reason why we on. wanted to switch over from Gilded, or to Discord to Gilded, was because the Microsoft acquisition... And I think they realized how bad that PR was, and they backed away from that. Yep. So, we don't have to really worry about that anymore. Yep. But, 
with that. We'll, we'll update that for sure, where, yep. where, where we decide to do. Yeah, we'll yep. keep you guys posted. Yep. Well, uh, the, the, most, the quickest way to get information from us, um, per, at least me personally, because if you send like a question or a comment to the Instagram, I will usually answer it relatively quickly. Um, that's where we post like our pictures and stuff, so check us out there. Um, but other than that, if and as long as no one else has anything else, I think uh, that's where we will be signing off. I'm I'm good with it. Everyone good. Everyone. Uh, Eat. Very yeah. good. Stay vigilant, guys and gals. It's yes. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. Peace. Eat. Eat. <laughs>